as as always, I, I desire your prayers. That he would bless uh, me and, and you as well as we try to preach God's word. Um, part of what I have on my mind, I've I don't know when, uh, but I've, I've preached, covered some of it before, and uh, but part of it I haven't, so I'll try to move through. But I've had it on my mind uh, really a couple of weeks. Uh, and then uh, uh, in preparing for uh, Sister Jean's funeral, I was reminded in thinking about her, and I'd mentioned this at the funeral and all of, of uh, how she was uh, the pastor's wife. She was a pastor's wife. In the dictionary, you look that up, her picture would be next to it. And all, and, and begin to think about that and her service to the church and so forth. And uh, uh, as well as her, her husband, couldn't help but think of Brother Sammy. I never knew him, but, uh, and so I miss, miss that. I, I, I uh, wish I had. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to begin in the fifth chapter of Acts, the book of Acts, and uh, move through a few verses here, mainly in the sixth chapter, but uh, the uh, apostles uh, were preaching here and uh, talks about Peter a lot, Uh, but in the uh, 12th verse it says, in the hands of the apostles, this is 5 verse 12, Hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Um, and the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified uh, them. Now, for, verse 14 says, And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. Uh, now, since it says believers were added, were the more added to the Lord, this is not talking about being born again. They were believers already, so they were born again. They were added to the church, and by the preaching and the signs and wonders wrought by the apostles, they became disciples there. The more. <laughs> and multitudes, both of men and women, so I'm going to speak some not only of men in the church and their responsibilities, but women as well. And really, it, it, it kind of flows over from the church uh, into our homes. Uh, in Brother Jeff's prayer, a lot of the words that he spoke a few minutes, moments ago, uh, they stirred my mind as well in things related to this. Uh, now in the sixth chapter... Uh, it covers the uh, the deacons, the creation of that office in the church. Those days when the number of disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. So the the uh, the Greeks uh, the, and the Gentiles they felt like uh, they were not being shown their widows were not being shown the uh, ministration as were the Hebrews the Jews and so there was murmuring uh then the 12 
called the multitude of disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look out ye among uh, you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. So there was a need here for these men. They're not called deacons here, but this is what it is. Stephen was a deacon, one of them. It lists their names here in, in uh, verse uh, 5. Um, so, so that they could continue, the apostles, the 12, could continue in what their responsibilities and duties were in serving God and serving the church. They found these men. And it begins, now we'll get more into a couple of details in a moment, um, but it says here, the only thing it says in verse 3 of these seven men, it says, of honest report, one, full of the Holy Ghost, two, and full of wisdom, those three things. That's what it says. So you look at that. Um, it It is not... Uh, as to not, you know, they they called, again, Stephen was one of these here. Stephen was one of the deacons. Now, had they not called him as one of the seven, maybe he would have been disappointed. Maybe he would have been hurt, something. But that is not one of the reasons listed for calling these, setting these men aside. Oh, we don't want to hurt Stephen's feelings, so we better pull him in there. Uh, this has happened. Uh one that I know of that uh, is no longer in the church. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so that's not a reason. Wisdom, Holy Ghost, honest report. That's what it says. Doesn't say they need to start a lawnmower. <laughs> that's part of this. Serving tables is working in the church, okay? Uh, that's working in the church. I came out here yesterday and, and, and cleaned, out, cleaned the, out the playground and flower beds, mowed edge and everything. And I've decided, Brother Gerald, I'm going to start doing my share of the lawn work in the winter instead of the summer. Much nice day. Wonderful day. By the way, I just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> but uh, this is part of it. We serve the church physically and, and, and all. Uh, and so they needed that. There's a specific need here, and it comes down here. Uh, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. It's so plain. It's so plain. And then, it, again, it lists the names here. Whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. We still do that. We try to follow the traditions, the godly traditions, not crazy or made-up traditions of man, but of the church of God, Jesus Christ, in the church. We follow that. Now, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, um, this is a true saying, if a man desire the office of bishop... He desireth a good work. So this is that other office of bishop. We call them elders, ministers, pastors, and uh, not bishops, but uh, that'd be fine. Uh, be different, <laughs> but that's what it is. I don't think, but you know, we're to do everything in moderation. You know, I don't think God is looking down on us and, and thinking, you know, you need to be calling the ministers bishops. <laughs> Uh, and as I head into this, another thing uh, I'll remind us of is that 
when we're going along and we're we're in this process, uh, and that's that's too light of a word, but to in in praising God, worshiping Him as the church when we gather together, I'll, and and it's like, well, I'm not sure if this here is right or wrong and all that. Well, we look at God's blessings, brother Jeff. You prayed about Him blessing this church, and He has. He is not going to do that if we are in error. Look at Revelation, those churches and all. Now, he helped them. He said, here, here's what you do to fix your problem. But uh, uh, so we look and I look at the blessings in the church. If I don't feel like we're being blessed, okay, something's off. Then you got to pray that God will show you what it is. And uh, I always say, I hope I don't do something to mess some good thing up. And this is one of those. And also, I look at myself, what am I doing wrong and all. But anyway, uh, so we look at the blessings if we're, if we're doing right in that. But anyway, going on, it says a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. That's only one wife. Vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. So there, there's a lot here. I think, okay, I've probably, let's see, have I failed at the first word? Yeah, blameless. Uh, anyway, I've got one wife. <laughs> not given to wine, no striker. Not greedy of filthy, filthy, filthy lucre, but patient. Uh, not a brawler. Need to hold my anger. Not covetous. One that ruleth well his own house. Uh, so ruleth his own house. And we get more into that. It's the, it's the whole house, the household. Ruling the household. Not just the children, Eric. <laughs> it's uh, ruling well his own house. But then it goes on to says it says, having his children in subjection with all gravity. So there's that. Uh, Kathy and I are done with that. <laughs> so raising children. Sometimes we have our grandchildren. And all, but that's another another deal. Uh, blessing is what it is. Uh, for uh, for if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Well, that's plain. It's a parenthetical statement there, but uh, just as plain as it can be. And I'm just reading here. I didn't make this up. I didn't write this in here. How can he take care of the church of God? Not a, a novice lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without. So outside of the church. And uh, I was talking with someone at the, at the uh, visitation the other day, Thursday, and uh, ministers have gotten into that, where something outside of the church happened, maybe in business uh, or in a school, something happened, and, and it's like they were not of good report. Had to be taken care of in the church. Are they still a child of God? Yes. If they, if they ever were, they are. <laughs> they are. It has nothing to do with that. And as I go through all this, this has nothing to do with anything eternal right here. This is all here and now. we got to have a set of rules to follow. Amen. And follow those in the house of God. Uh Lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Now then in 8th verse it says, and so we have bishop, and it says, likewise must the deacons, likewise must the deacons. And it begins to list out things there, but likewise, just like was right above there, 
So read those two. So we've got with them, full of the Holy Ghost, wisdom. Uh, and and uh, so uh, now we have this list. And then he says, must the deacons be grave, serious, not double-tongued. That makes sense. Not given to, uh, t- not given too much wine, to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, so them too, holding the mystery of the faith in pure conscience. And let these also first be proved. So just as a, uh, a minister, bishop, uh, in the church, they are set at liberty to exercise their preaching gift and their calling of God, uh, and so they're being proved uh, at that point. Church then has, nope, we've made a terrible mistake here. We're calling you back, whatever it is. Uh, and sometimes churches failed at that, and then they have to suffer. And so does that man. Terrible curse. But here, uh, the deacons uh, also first be proved. They should already be doing the work of a deacon uh, before their ordination is called for. Uh, and again, uh, a church of three people doesn't need three deacons, <laughs> all of them deacons. Church of ten people, they don't need seven deacons. This had seven, that's a, a number of completeness and, and, and uh, the right, the correct number is what it is. Church with 50 or more, like, like we are, uh, we have more deacons. Now, as those begin to uh, grow in age, and, and, and uh, we, I still talk to Brother Jim Coker and, and, and ask him questions and get his counsel and so forth. Uh, he, he is a deacon in this church uh, and not able to come and wanting to come uh, and just not able. But uh, as, as they grow older and, and, and can't handle that, then we, we, we have church has to decide as a church. We need to look for, search for men of, uh, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, okay? But not just, oh, we want to make him feel good or something. That's not it. That's not it. I know I'm preaching to the choir, <laughs> so to say. Um, let, and let them use the office of deacon being found blameless. Even so, even so, now we bring... The wives in, the women. Must their wives be grave, not slanderers, sober, faithful in all things. Uh, so they have, they have a list here. Uh, yet they are not deacons. Right? Uh, let the deacons be the husbands of one wife. Again. Then it says... Again, this ruling word "ruling" comes up. Ruling their children and their and their houses—two different things—and their houses well. Ruling ruling them well, their households and uh, their children. So there's that. Now let me jump to First Peter chapter five. <clears throat> First Peter chapter five. Um, so Peter here uh, tells uh, says in that first verse of the fifth chapter, the elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness 
of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Uh, so he's a minister, an elder. So there's elders. That's scriptural. So that's what we call ministers, elders. If someone knows, wants to know in another denom- in a denomination, you know, well, why do you call them elders and so forth? Well, he called himself an elder. And uh, he says, feed the flock of God which is among you. Shepherd them. Don't just, not preaching to feed them the word of God. That's not where it ends. It's to shepherd them. And that means, and that means leading them. Not pushing them, but leading them. And all this too, uh, be thinking uh, all this uh, has to do is related to Christ and his church, his bride. It's all, it's set up the same way. So think about that as, as, as uh, Jesus is your husband, and then think of your natural husband and all. And that, you know, with thinking of Jesus and comparing that, but it's, it's the marriage and, and the husband, uh, the groom, and the bride. Um, and then he says, not by, uh, and, not, and it says, taking the oversight thereof. So you see, the elder feeds the flock of God, shepherds them, uh, taking the oversight, uh, not by constraint, but willingly, nor filth, a filthy lucre, but a ready mind. Then it says in third verse, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. So we don't lord over. Now, what's the difference between you know ruling and uh, taking the oversight and 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 uh, lording over? Well, I have an idea of, of that, and and uh, it, you know, and the communication is a two way street as far as handling church matters and so forth. And you don't just uh, crack the whip and say, no, this is how it is because this is what I want. And all ministers have done that. Some of those churches don't exist anymore. <laughs> so that's not good. I look around at all this stuff as I try to make it through this. Um, so now in First Peter 3, 7, let's, uh, I think that's it. Well, um, I'll end up there, but in the uh, in the second chapter, right here, it's on the same opening in my Bible. I hope it is yours; makes it easier. But uh, uh, second chapter, twenty-first verse, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we we should follow in His steps. So again, look to Christ. Look to Christ in your in your marriages, in your lives, and raising children. That's what we do. Uh, Since the the third chapter begins, likewise, uh, now we're going to get some into the women. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if uh, any obey not the word, if any husband not obey the word, that's what that's talking about. So, wives, be in subjection to your own husband, that uh, if any obey not the word, they also may, without the word, the husbands may, without the word, be won, be won, W-O-N, by the conversation of the wives, their behavior, their behavior, how they act. It's like a wordless sermon. 
their behavior, their conversation. Show your husband. Now, that being said, uh, I'll probably get a bunch of amens here from, from the women, but the husbands have to be spoken to <laughs> from time to time. They have to be talked to, brought back to the earth, <laughs> you know. And uh, they talked to, I remember uh, an old deacon in the Grace Church, and, and his wife was fairly quiet. She was, and that, she was the epitome of a deacon's wife. But every now and then, she'd have to rein him in. <laughs> And she did it. And I tell you what, as strong-willed as he was and all, she just had to say a couple of words, and he was done. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, moderation, moderation. Uh, in subjection to be in subjection to your own husbands, it's not, not being, uh, being a slave, to be uh, obedient like as a child. No, and we'll see in a moment, This again, this is two, two directions. And it involves only a certain subset of, of people. So let me, let me move on. Uh, and then it says, continue, that finishes that sentence. While they, the husbands, behold your chaste conversation, behavior, coupled with fear. Then it says, whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of... I don't know if that's plating or plaiting, plating the hair and of wearing uh, of gold or of putting on of apparel. Now, let me finish this uh, sentence here and I'll go back. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which uh, meek and quiet spirit, uh, which is in the sight of God a great price. He's not saying we have to use common sense, blessed by God, in the wisdom if we have that, as deacons and bishops should have, and full of the Holy Ghost. He's not saying that ladies should not brush their hair, maybe wear some jewelry, wear a nice dress if they can, and, and all. He's not saying, don't he? He's contrasting it with this, this important part, that, uh, uh, that you let it be the hidden man, the inner man of the heart. How can I prove that? The next uh, phrase. In that which is not corruptible. That inner man is not corruptible. The soul and spirit draw upon that. And, and, and uh, so, so I, I, you know, I, I complimented Kathy's hair this, this morning and, and, and all, and which I don't do nearly enough. Uh, but uh, uh, I appreciate that shows, I tell you what, in subjection to the husband and, and uh, submitting her, her, uh, their, themselves to us, and that's part of that uh, that sacrifice, that giving, uh, and and for because there's no one else that it should be done for except the husband. Okay, uh, so but so there's he's not saying don't do that. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't want to change the dress code for next week or anything at church, but uh, you you y'all you all look fantastic. Uh, but that which is not corruptible. Okay. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being, being in subjection to their own husbands. There we go. It's both. You can do both here. Uh, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, uh, her husband, he obeyed. Uh, so there's some wedding. I've done several weddings and performed the ceremonies and... And there, there's some um, 
brides, uh, the fiance, they, they, they don't want to include in the vows uh, honor and obey. Obey. I don't want that in there. It's scriptural. Yeah. Okay. But the husband, we'll get to us. Yeah. Better be loving your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself. We've got a list also. But in the church, we need to follow that no matter how difficult it may seem. Uh, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, I would never do that <laughs> to you, Kathy, uh, calling me Lord, uh, whose daughters ye are as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Now, likewise, likewise, there's a bunch of likewises in here. Ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Uh, Use the sense that God gave you, (laughs) according to knowledge. Uh, Giving honor unto the wife. Giving honor unto the wife. We're to honor them. Uh, When I say a crossword to my bride uh, at that moment, I don't have to be told, you know, or uh, uh, you shouldn't have done that and all. I always know. And I always think, I always think and say sometimes out loud, I'm going to do better. I'm going to try better. And then I fail again and all. But uh, we're to honor them. And there's more. But honor, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. And as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Okay. So that gives some more insight, a little bit both of the man and the woman, the husband and the wife here, and how that is. And so, again, this is not, uh, this, of course, comes on into the church, but it's in the home, it's in our lives, in our marriages. Uh, and God will bless that. Uh, now, in uh, Galatians chapter 3. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 3. Okay. Uh, To separate the eternal aspect of it, and then if you want to call it secular or just the, the, the process, the procedure, the commandments of today, living, husband and wife, man and woman, home and church, um says in the 26th verse, 3rd chapter of Galatians. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Okay, that's who he's talking to. Y'all are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Baptized into Christ, the Holy Ghost, born again, regeneration. You're baptized by the Holy Ghost into Christ, so then put on Christ. I can be born again, not live the life I'm supposed to. I need to put on Christ. (laughs) And again, your life will go so much easier if we follow that. Uh, Put on Christ. Now, 28th verse, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. 
in this group. There is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. That doesn't make any difference, man, woman, and all. That does, this doesn't enter into that. It's no male or female. No male or female. Bond or free, Jew or Greek. They're all born-again children of God. has nothing to do with it. So, as I move on, uh, whatever we are supposed to do, uh, it's not, uh, it's not uh, being subservient, like inferior. It's not. There's honor both directions in, in uh, cherishing in, in both directions, loving both directions. Um, so there's no difference in that respect. So you all know that. Now in Acts, the uh, 28th, I mean the 18th chapter of Acts. Uh, we have these two, Apollos uh, was, was, uh, was preaching, teaching, so forth here. And we get down to about uh, 25th, 26th verse. Um, So this man, Apollos, was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the Spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John at this point. Now it says, And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla, husband and wife, had heard... They, they both, they, that's very important. It doesn't say he, it says they, took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly, more completely. So both Aquila and Priscilla expounded to Apollos, who was the the preacher, the teacher, and expounded to them. So I would certainly never say, uh, and I've, I've heard different preachers say they've learned so much from talking to uh, older women in the church or just listening to a uh, woman and, and, and so forth. But they both, Priscilla expounded to Apollos uh, unto him the way of God more perfectly, more completely. So that's done. We have scripture for that. Now that, seem, that will seem uh, uh, contradictory to where I'm going but it's, it's, it's not. Moderation, common sense, and Scripture. And, and looking at the presence and the, the uh, blessings of God. Um, Kathy used to say that her dad, if, if a, a dryer or refrigerator or something, you know, I don't know. He, she said what, he would try to fix something uh, that wasn't broken, and then it was. It only stopped working after he fixed it uh, and all. But so in the church, don't fix it if it's not broken. If we're being abundantly blessed by God, don't change that. And you all, men and women, tell me, don't change it if you see something with me. Or you need to do this or that. And you expound more uh, more perfectly to us. Uh to the ministers, pastors, there. So, and if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, just look for the presence of of, of God. First uh, Corinthians fourteen. First Corinthians fourteen. Let's see. 
Okay. Make sure I don't want to get a verse above. Okay. Verse 33, chapter 14, 1 Corinthians 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. So God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Man would be the author of confusion. (laughs) Many times a minister. (laughs) Then 34th verse says, Let your women keep silence in the churches. I don't believe I've ever read that publicly before. (laughs) I've never read that. Uh, I don't know if I've heard anyone preach on it, to be honest. But let your women keep silence in the churches. For it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. Now, this is talking about in uh, this this uh, silence in the church. It's not permitted for them to speak in the uh, leadership or authority of the church. All those scriptures I read were only men. I'm sorry to say. Another thing came to mind. Another uh, story is at old school church when they were over on Gardenia, old old building. I don't know when it was built. I guess in the 50s or 60s, but uh, brick building. Well. Uh, they wound up getting a kitchen. It was a uh, like a mobile home type trailer kitchen in the back, big enough. But at first, they built a church house, and kind of on the side, on these next to these wooden partitions, uh, was the kitchen, dining room, and a little kitchen at the front. Very small. Well, they soon outgrew that, and so we were having conference one Sunday over there, and uh, somebody said, "Well, let's just let's let the deacons handle whatever this is." And this old sister, she must, if she was 85 or 90 maybe, she stood up and said, well, last time we let the deacons handle something, we got this kitchen right here. <laughs> so she was saying, we're going to have some input on that. So you, you do that. And I tell you another thing, conference is not church. Conference is not church. Women's, we had Grace Church in Houston. We had a female clerk. Um, for the most part, when I was younger, for years we did. She certainly spoke in the church house. Uh, that wasn't church, though. It was conference. It was conference. But keep silence. Now, as I move on, this is talking about the leadership role, authority, and so forth. And so if we, in fact, believe uh, that uh, singing, praying, and preaching are the worship service, I think you'll agree to that. That's the worship service. Then they have no part in in leading that, having authority over that. Now, uh, as I've seen uh, women lead singing in the past, I never felt like they were usurping any authority over me. I mean, they were leading singing. It was beautiful and so forth. But we have, again, moderation and common sense here. Keep silence in the churches. Uh, and it gets a little bit worse before it gets better. But uh, here, in this, in the, in, in the God's word, and if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home. Uh, and that doesn't mean as much as I might want to. That does not mean some sister comes up, asks me a question. I'm, no, you go ask your husband. I'm going to try my best to answer it. Maybe he'd give a better answer. I don't know. 
But ask your learn, learn if you want to learn anything, ask your husbands at, at home. Uh, and, and you know, again, with me that in that communication there, it to me that would improve or uh, solidify that marriage. Then you know what your your bride is thinking. You know, you already know. Maybe you can help her and all. If not, so okay. Well, let's go to the preacher and and find out. Let's ask. Um, let them ask their husbands. Home. Four. It is a shame for a woman to speak in the church. Gather together as the church. Uh, does that mean that I don't believe that it's good and fine that Sister Debbie amens the preachers when they're up? She did the Sunday that Brother Dave, I guess last Sunday, Brother Dave was here preaching and all, and she does. That's encouraging. Common sense. Common sense. I don't know. Oh, don't speak in church, in the church. Uh, so now let me go back to First Timothy, but the second chapter. Uh, and this, this kind of, he repeats here, Paul does what was said before, some of it. Uh, let's see, second chapter. Who have all men to be saved, come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay, yo, I'll just start with the ninth, ninth verse. Uh, it's good, good as any. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel uh, with shamefacedness and sobriety, seriousness, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array. Uh, modest apparel, it just means, you know, uh, and I'm, I've seen... Usually it's younger girls, you know, dress or real short skirts or something like that. And all your modest apparel, modest apparel, uh, shouldn't, that shouldn't be. Um, and does this mean, okay, oh, it says no pearls or gold, broided hair. Again, out of respect to God Almighty himself, not for me, for your husband, you do that. As you can. Uh, so I'm not now giving everyone free reign to uh, go shopping next week, you know. So don't, don't pin that on me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, it says, uh, uh, well, let me find my place again. But, uh, but, okay, instead of adorning themselves with that, again, a contrast here. That's what he's making a point. Uh, instead of that, it says, but with good works. Adorn yourself with that, good works. Again, that behavior, that conversation in front of your husband to preach to him. And this is their good works. Now, there I skipped the, the, in the parentheses. It says, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. It's godliness. That's a... I, I, I'm, I'm thankful and, uh, for, for my wife and the good wife that she is. And it seems uh, in our marriage, as I guess it should be, we have become certainly more mature and you, you give more and uh, forgive more. I mean, you learn to do that because you love, honor, and cherish each other. You do that. Uh, and uh, 
I'll tell you, she does not only uh, counsel me with wordless sermons, <laughs> with behavior. She speaks. <laughs> so, and, and that's necessary. I may be mad to begin with, but then, oh, I, need, I needed that. She is exactly right in whatever that is. Common sense and moderation. Um, again, it says here, uh, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. With all subjects, submitting herself and learn in silence. Again, does not mean that you can't ask a question. Look at Priscilla. She expounded to Apollos. She wasn't just asking a question. She was telling him. <laughs> so was Aquila. He was there. I don't know how much either of them said who talked the most, but it doesn't matter. Now, then it says here, here's that verse. But I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man, to, but to be in silence. So he's building on what Paul, Paul is building on what he's already uh, said and all, to, uh, uh, not to usurp authority. It's all about authority and uh, leadership here over the man, to, to, but to be in silence. Then he gives an example here. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. Adam was first formed. Man was created. Then woman was created out of, out of Adam. Then it says, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So, you know, we always, Adam was given the law. He's the one that broke the law of eating, partaking of that tree and all. But uh, Eve was, was uh, deceived. Uh, notwithstanding, let me finish this chapter. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Now, let me wrap this up. I'm going to go to Ephesians, the uh, fourth chapter. Ephesians, chapter 4. So, uh, again, Paul writing this. Um, it says in the 8th verse, uh, I'll just pick this out. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Gave gifts unto men. So what gifts were those? Well, he's, he's going to tell us. Uh, says uh, in the 11th verse, and he gave some apostles and some prophets, and he gave some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So that's, that's who he gave. He's talking about the, the duties, responsibilities of the office work of the male member in the church. That's, that's what it is. Uh, and it, then it says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry... For the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, now in the uh, fifth chapter, right there, next page over. And he's really, really here, uh, Paul.
Paul is talking, he's talk, he talked, he spoke to the uh, about the Gentiles and, and all, and then be therefore followers of God as dear as dear children. So we're told to watch them as our examples, our ensamples, uh, and then down in the uh, around the seventeenth verse or so. Let's see, wherefore. Wherefore, to really to everyone, uh, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding that the will of the Lord is, uh, what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, capital S, Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart uh, to the Lord. Uh, Singing and make melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things, uh, all things uh, unto God, God the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, so, yeah, singing uh, with songs in your heart. Now, this says to yourselves. There, obviously, there's nothing wrong if if all the women stopped singing in, in the congregation all at once. That wouldn't sound good. But but I tell you what, God's blessing it. Uh, it's good. The Spirit is there. Again, if we're doing right, if we're doing the right thing, God is going to bless that. And he does. He has. Uh, He is blessing this church. I gave him all the honor and praise for that. No one else. It's in spite of me, in spite of me, that that's the case. And I I know you know that. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. This is everyone. This isn't just the one. There's some submitting on both sides. We submit ourselves as husbands to our wives. They're in subjection unto us and and obey us, it says, ruling over your house uh, and your children. But we, they submit to us. We submit to them. If we love one another and would give our lives for that person, would we do that anyway? Submit ourselves to them. And 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 uh, we are. Um, <clears throat> then it says, "Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as unto the Lord." Does not mean subservience, slavery, uh, as a child. No, just submit yourself uh, unto unto your own husbands, as unto the Lord. There's the example: the church and Lord Jesus Christ. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Uh, So at least he gives us all along the way here as we study this, uh, we can see the example. It's the church. It's it's Jesus Christ and his bride. That's the example. I'll fail. I'm, I'm no husband like Jesus Christ is. When, and one of the things that, that uh, and I've, I mentioned this so several times, I mentioned it here, I think, last Sunday and at the funeral, but uh, I just love it. Uh, but I, Brother Roger liked it too at the funeral. But Sister Jean, you know, she said, well, I need, I need to go home to heaven uh, because my, my husband needs me. That's a wife. Now, did, did at, at that point in time, did Brother Sammy need her? He's with his husband. She's now with her husband there. That's the husband in perfection, satisfaction, peace, comfort, rest. She is. Her body's just waiting for the resurrection 
to be raised and rejoined together with her soul and spirit. But there's, there is her, her perfect husband and righteous. Uh, okay, in the 28th verse, so, so ought men to love their wives as their own, uh, no, let me, I skip down. I skipped some here. Husbands, in the 25th verse, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So not only are we to honor our wives and cherish them and love them, protect them, but we ought to be ready to give our lives for them. Throw ourselves in front of something, some danger to save them. Uh, now, it makes it, it makes it so much easier to think upon that when we have that hope within us. We know where we're going to be if, it, if we don't make it through whatever that danger was. But we're supposed to do that. You certainly don't use your wife, oh, here, get in front of me, you know, and all that. No, we're, we're to, as Christ gave his life for the church. Uh, now... So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. Uh, so that, boy, that's, that's true. So I know some men lo- cherish their bodies and love their bodies more than others, you know, I'm not talking about, oh, you don't, then don't exercise and all that. No, that's another common sense, moderation, all extra. I need to do some of that uh, and not eat so much. But, uh, but to put all that emphasis on it, so now we're talking about the, the men adorning, I think, themselves. But cherish and love your wife as much as you do your own body. And that's hard. That's hard. We're selfish. We're all selfish creatures, but we, we do that. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. That's the example. Again, none of this. What a woman can and can't do in the church, in the worship service, has no effect, and uh, it doesn't. It, it, well, it relates to uh, really the the eternal aspect in that they are a child of God. We're all a child of God, but then knowing the whole time, the husband, my husband's supposed to do this for me, but I can I can uh, submit myself, be under subjection to him, as the church is to Jesus Christ. Our husband. We have to be born again. We have to be children of God for this to, to work. Uh, it, 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 it will not otherwise. Uh, and, uh, and, and we can see that. I look to others as examples uh, in our marriage uh, and, and in our lives. Uh, but, uh, but, so let's do that as well. But continue to pray. Uh, so I pray you've uh, gathered something from this message. We'll sing a song now. Open the doors of the church. Anyone would like to join, let us know. Three forty three. 